Praise the Lord. If you have a Bible, please open to Acts chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. Says, may we read it together if you don't mind. Let's read it together. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for this day and for the opportunity to understand your word and to walk in your word. We pray that we will not be hearers only, but doers, that your name will be glorified through us. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning... We're speaking on the subject of refreshing for restoration. Refreshing for restoration. The short passage we just read is taken from a message that Peter preached after the lame man was healed at the gate called Beautiful. And the people were questioning why God did what he did. And why they were working miracles in the name of the Lord Jesus. But before then, Peter, or, or how come the name of Jesus was bringing healing. Then Peter spoke. And among others, he said this thing. That the times of refreshing are here. And these times of refreshing will come through repentance. And he said it will come by the Holy Spirit. And there's the Holy Spirit presence that had led, was going to lead the church or the world into a stage of the final restoration. Then I asked myself that if it was a restoration, it means that there was something which was excellent or the standard, the ideal. That got distorted somewhere along the line. That's why there's a need for restoration. When you go to many parts of the world, here it's not very common to see restoration of buildings and facilities to their original state. But in other parts of the world, where people are very particular about keeping things the way they used to be, you see they tell you that this building cannot be pulled down because it has to be kept as a World Heritage Site. And usually it would have been that might have lost parts of the building, so they had to restore it to its original state. And I remember very well many years ago when I was a student in the UK, um, there was a place we took us on a tour to develop business plans for the for the rejuvenation of a part of London they call the Isle of Dogs or the Docklands. And today, as I speak, the Docklands is probably the most beautiful part of the UK. Because people sat down and realized that that picture we saw in the early, late 80s and early 90s was a dead Docklands. It was a vibrant harbor area. But suddenly, as people migrated and all kinds of things took place, it got to a time, it, the, the place died. And the, the, the people were drunk, people were using it. Mad people were there. You could live anywhere for nothing within the Docklands. Nobody wanted to live in the Docklands. It was a ghost town. But when the Margaret Thatcher government said, we want to restore the image of the Docklands. Today, as I speak, I believe that buildings in the Docklands and their value have overtaken the buildings in the original city of London. So when there is restoration, value comes into a life. When there is restoration, hope comes into a life. Hallelujah. When there is restoration, vibrance, energy comes into a life. Amen. Amen. Now the Bible talks about until the restoration of all things. Which means that 
God, God is not interested in mankind remaining in that state that he finds himself. Now, if you go back to the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, you want to find out what was the state that God created nature or the world that had to be disturbed. You know that the scripture says in, in Matthew that a sower went to sow. And when he planted, while men slept, the enemy came. Hallelujah. So the enemy came in. After God's creation, we know that the enemy came in somehow to distort it. So we are living in a distorted image of God's perfect creation. Hallelujah. So, but we need, we need a revelation of the word of God to catch how God originally wanted life to be. And the system that he put in place, the structures that he put in place, the, 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 the elements that he put in place. And the best place to look out for that is in the story of the creation. So we go back to Genesis chapter 1. And we read from verse 1 to 4. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. This is a picture of the distortion, the initial distortion. Now verse 3 tells us the recreation of the world. Begins the recreation. That we, what we now call the creation story. It says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. Now it's important to note that all the things that God created, with the exception of man, everything that we see, God created them through the word of his mouth. Hallelujah. And that is why we also need to be very careful what we say. What we say about ourselves, what we say to people, what we say about situations that we are confronted with. Because we are created in the image of God. God created things in six days. The five days of creation were all creations of the word of mouth. Hallelujah. Now, the first creation that we see God put in place is what we call light. Everybody say light. Light was the first creation. So if we are talking about a distortion of the creation of God, we need to find out what has happened to the light. That is the key to all the other creations. And I found out from the scriptures that all the other creations of God that came after depended on this light. That the idea of day and night, the idea of the seasons, the idea of rain and, uh, and sunshine, all of that, the elements in terms of the, the, the sun, the, the, the galaxies, they are all related to this concept of light. Even before bringing mankind, actually, without light, mankind cannot survive here. Amen. Because light is energy. Light offers man direction. Jesus said that we, we, we stumble because we are in darkness. John confirmed it, First John 5. Verse 9, he says that the whole earth lies in darkness. The, 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 the prophet David said, men stumble when they walk in darkness. So, light is primary, it's a foundational creation of God. So, if we're saying that God's creation has been distorted and needs to be restored, we are looking, I would like to spend a lot of time today talking about the distortion of the light and the restoration of the light. Amen. There may be other things I will mention, but the focus of what I want to share with you this um, morning into the afternoon will be the subject of the restoration of light in our lives. You know, in the, in the, the story of creation, we know that God established divine order. Divine order... You see the way he created all the, the, the rivers, the other things that he created, and then he brought man into the scene and said to man, in verse 26 to 28, take dominion, subdue the earth, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, take control, make sure that everything is there. And, he made, and, and if you read chapter 2, you, you see that he actually made man the God of the earth. So there was divine order. 
That we cannot talk about today. That's not what we're talking about. The, the dominion and the authority that we exercise as in the original form, which has also been distorted. The relationships. There was a relationship between, he said, for each thing that every creation, living thing he created, he had the other pair. Today, in our social systems, in many parts of the world, you, are, you, you, are, you cause offense. When you, are, you, you, you say that, no, it's that the people, people were created in God's image, male and female created he them. That relationship that was created is being distorted. When I, I was away a short while ago, by the grace of God, I met a brother, and I even took a picture with him, who, is, who was broadcast all over the world. If you remember, there was a story of a baker in Denver, Colorado, who resisted um, 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 making a, a cake for a wedding cake for a male couple. And he stood, and I was, we had breakfast in his uh, uh, coffee shop, his uh, cake shop. We had a Bible study. And then when we finished, we took pictures. And he's very adamant. He's very resolute. He's very bold. He's a very simple baker. But he loves the Lord and he loves his work. And he, he just, just wants to stand for the truth. And it's all because there has been a distortion of the way relationships ought to be. We have come to a situation in the world that even if you are good, you have to be labeled as evil. And those that are evil, if you are in a workplace and you are righteous, you are rather labeled as bad. If you do politics and you are standing for the right, everybody takes you as a bad person. And the good people are bad and the bad people have become good. Hallelujah. So it's become a very distorted relationship. And unfortunately, all these distortions have been carried into the church. Distortions of divine authority have entered the church. Distortions of wrong relationships have entered the church. That instead of a brother or a sister appreciating each other and loving each other and submitting to one another, husbands and wives submitting, no, it's the other way around. And the world has bought it. Children submitting to parents is the other way around. Today, many parents can't talk about even the clothes of their children. When their children dress out, they can't talk because when you say it, it means you are, it's either you are old school or you are strange or you are too critical. And because of that, silence, many mouths have been silenced. It's a distortion of the order of God. Today, teachers can't straighten up kids in school. Because there has been a distortion of the divine relationship that God put in place. The dependence and the interdependence. Why are we in Ghana struggling in the last few weeks about Galamse? God created mankind to be interdependent. Animals are dependent on us. We are dependent on them in the way. Because we eat them. Hallelujah. We kill them for meat and sometimes we tore and do all of that to them. We go to the bush and we harvest and we enjoy Today is turned the other round, the way around in a way. Our rivers are polluted. We're talking about Galamse. Why are we talking about Galamse? Because there has been a pollution of the divine order. The relationship between mankind and this God's creation has been distorted. Within our environment, and it's not only here. Go to China, Beijing. You can't, you can't, you can't leave China without catching some infection, something about the atmosphere. You can't look 200 meters and see the building. The atmosphere is so polluted that you can't see 200, 100 meters, you can't see the building. The building is because the atmosphere smoke, fumes, fumes all over. It's because there has been a distortion of the original creation. Hallelujah. Fruitfulness, which is spoken about in Genesis 1, is also something that has been distorted. But this morning, we are focusing on the distortion of the light. In Genesis chapter 1, which we just read in verse 3 and 4. 3, God said, let there be light. And there was light. So, it's not as if that light didn't happen. It happened. 
It happened in the natural. It happened in the spiritual. And you see, the great part of it in verse 4 is that, and that the Lord saw, the Lord God saw the light. And he said, it was good. It is good. So if we walk in God's kind of light, my dear brother, my dear sister, it cannot be anything but good. It is good and it was good in the sight of God. But today, that same light to many, even those who are born again, many people still don't see the beauty of the light. Many are not enjoying the light. And I'll explain in a short while. Because see, this light, Jesus came to talk about this light. Says, I am the light of the world. And he that walks in me cannot walk in darkness. Hallelujah. What did Jesus mean when he said, I am the light of the world. And he who walks in me cannot walk in darkness. Prior to that, John, in writing, in chapter 1, verse 4, says that, In him is life. And this life is the light of man. What did Jesus mean to say, I am the light of the world? If we are talking about restoration, refreshing for restoration. Jesus, being the light of the world. Jesus is telling you and I, I, I am the light of the world. If you don't have me, you don't have direction. Number one. He says, if you don't have me, you don't have energy. That's why many people are in Christ, they are in church, but they feel tired. Coming to church is a drug. Prayer is a drug. Fellowship is a drug. Bible study is a drug. Ministering before the Lord is a drug. Because the, 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 the reality of Jesus being the light is missing. We say he's the light. But we don't, we are, the light is not manifest. Yet the scripture says the light shines and darkness comprehended it not. Hallelujah. When the light is there, there's no reason why you cannot be energized. Because light produces energy. Light is energy. So where is your energy? Where is your vim? Where is your drive? As a brother or sister. You say you have Jesus. And Jesus is the light of the world. Nobody will question you. But where is the light? Where is your energy? You are walking in the world as if you are the worst person. You are the broken. You are paddling your own canoe. You don't see any hope. You are, you are dis so dispirited. You are so lost of hope. Because a little thing came your way. But Paul said, I am persuaded that neither life nor death, angels, things present, things to come, shall separate me from the love of God. Because the light was alive in him. He had the energy of Christ. When we were young Christians, we used to sing, I am not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by the word of God. But today, you see people are moved by what they see. They come to, even sometimes ministers, pastors, they tell us, they tell you, and we listen to them and we accept it on radio, we accept it on TV, that if, you are, if you are, your life is not going well, if things are not going well, no. You have not seen the light. But I, script, I read from the scripture that Jesus being the light means that he is my energy. I am, I am vibrant. I'm alive in him. That's why Paul the apostle said in Acts 17, 28, for it is in him we live and move and have our being. When you are living and moving in the light, how can you walk in darkness? How can you be morose? How can you be down uh, feeling that they took this away from me, so I am down? They took that, I didn't, I'm denied that, so I am down. I don't have that, I'm not like that one, so I'm down. No, you cannot be down. Because the one that is in you, he says, I am the light of the world. Darkness, no energy. I have not seen darkness producing energy. When we were in the doom so, Factories were not working. When we were in the do so, people could not, were, were, were struggling for heat. 
People were looking for a way of escape. Perplexity was the order of the day. Confusion. You, you just couldn't wait for the day, the, the morning to come. Because we have lost. Do so. Darkness means lost. Being lost. Light means direction. Light means energy. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4.19 explains this further. Proverbs 4.19 says the wicked, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. When you don't have light, you, we stumble. We stumble. Many of us are born, supposed to be born again. But we can't take one step. We are not confident to take any step. You can't take a step to do the work of God. You can't take a step even when it comes to life, the things of life, marriage, work, anything. We can't take a step because we are afraid that we will not make it. Fear. When there is darkness, fear. The scripture says fear has torment. You are born again, but the light is not manifest. So you see fear is ruling you, running your life. But the scripture says to me, the Bible I read tells me that fear brings me under torment. When I'm not in the light, I stumble. When I'm walking in the light, I see my way clear. The reason why many of us are still struggling through is that the application of the light is not here. We have not identified with the light of God. This morning, Paul, uh, uh, Peter the Apostle is bringing us hope from the book of Acts. He says, there is a time of restoration, refreshing, which the Holy Spirit has brought. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he, he, he signifies that God has begun His restoration. Hallelujah. God, there was a time we couldn't see our way. You wake up in the morning. You don't know your itinerary. You don't know where you are going. You are, the, the coming to church has become mundane. Bible reading is mundane. Saying peace and many blessings is mundane. You do it because you have to do it. If you don't do it, it will be like you are bad. But when the light of Christ comes, you feel light. You don't feel heavy. You, you fly, you cruise through. Even if you meet obstacles, you are still cruising. You are not intimidated. Too many people say, I am in the light. But you see, he says, repent therefore. It begins with repentance. That your sins may be blotted out. So that, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When the times of refreshing come from, it is leading us into an arena that you can, irreversible arena of restoration. That restoration is ultimately seen when you go into the book of Revelation, chapter 21, you see it there. That final restoration is there. Verse 23 talks about it. But let me continue. So number one, this light brings energy. The light we talk about in Genesis 1 that he spoke about in verse 4 brought energy. That light brought direction to mankind, the creation. Now there's another element of it which is you see, if God had not brought light before creating Adam, do you know Adam would not have seen the beauty of Eve? When in chapter 2, Adam said, oh, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my He wouldn't have known if his eyes were all covered. He wouldn't have known. But when he got up out of the sleep, the Bible said, he said, wow! What a beauty! What a beauty! How come and it's all because there was light before. Light, without light, you, people go blind. It's because there's no light. When light takes, there's no light, you can't see the beauty. You know, and that explains why many of us don't know how to worship God. Are you hearing me? That explains why many of us don't like praises. That's why many of us can't appreciate the things of God. Because the light is not... We, we have got glaucoma or some one of these diseases, eye diseases. That, that light is not enough. 
So, we, or, or we, have, we are suffering from spiritual myopia. We are seeing only one side, narrow, narrow, narrow. We only see our problems, we see only our problems, we see only our problems. We don't see the greatness of God. I told one relative of mine, look, God has blessed you with beautiful things all over you. You are, you are rich, you are living in a plush area, you have everything on your side. Every morning you should wake up and roll on the ground and bless the Lord. But he's always crying, lamenting. And I said, it's because you see the light is not there. He only sees the problem side. He only sees those who are asking him for money. This money they are asking you, 10 cities, 50 cities, 100 cities, how much is it compared to the eternal riches of God he has given to you? How much is it compared to the life, even the life of breath? It's, we don't, we ask, uh, is it Lee Wayne? He said, we don't think far. We can't think far. We can't. Many of us are so obsessed with the little struggles in our lives. God brought light so that you can appreciate his beauty. I can appreciate his beauty. That when man came finally on the sea on day six, man's eyes were able to see because there was light. If there was no light, man would not have seen the birds to name them and say, look, you, you have big, big teeth. I'll call you lion. Ah, yes. And you are wild. You two, you are this. Meow, meow. I'll call you cat. You two, you back. Whoa, whoa. So I'll call you dog. Because they asked the man, Adam, saw the creation of God. The identity came through the light. Too many of us, so many of us are, we can't see. We can't see. I pray God will open your eyes to see. See, Elijah, the prophet of God, his eye was so spiritually narrow to the point that he couldn't see. You remember what the Lord told him? I've got 7,000. His imagination was so small. He was only seeing himself in a little world. And many of us see just ourselves in a little world. Many of us even see the worldly people. He said, oh, is everybody succeeding? And me, and no, it doesn't, all my colleagues, they are getting promoted. And this one doesn't do, respect me. And that one doesn't do this for me. And that one doesn't do for And, and we, are, we are so occupied with so many of the things that people are doing to harass us. When you have been elevated, the Bible said to me, I don't know if he said to you also, but I know he said to me. The Lord said to me, he has made me a priest and a king to reign with Christ in high places. So, whatever somebody is doing on the earth, on ground, when you are in KLM and you are flying 38,000 feet, 39,000 feet, 40,000, you see men not even as trees, you see them as ants. Irrespective, whether they are President Trump or President whatever, what's the name of the French man? That young man who married his teacher? Macron. It, your post doesn't affect me. Because I see you as an aunt. You see, when you see yourself like the 11, uh, 10 other spies, then you have a problem. Begin to see what God has made of you, child of God. Begin to see in the light of the light. The scripture said, in the light, Psalm 36. In the light. I think it's one of the schools, they have it as their, hymn, their school motto. In the light, we shall see light. Because we are not seeing the light of God, you are not seeing the light. And, and you see, and I was thinking about this. You know, even Bob Marley, worldly Bob Marley, with all his hashish and co- whatever, that time cocaine was not popular, but weed, he was telling us that even don't be, don't be envious of evil doers, for they shall soon be cast down. Cast down like grass. Oh, don't say I'm worldly. I'm not worldly. You know, everybody knows that song. You don't have to smoke weed to know it. That's, it's in the Bible. Actually, he was quoting the Bible. But even Bob Marley, with his weed, he knew, he had the revelation of the fact that the worldly people or the people that are doing wrong, even whether they are in church or outside the church, that you feel are doing wrong, they will soon be cut down like grass. So he was not anxious. And he said, and they will wither like the hair. He's there. So when you catch that revelation, why are you anxious? Why are you fretful? David caught that revelation. 
Then the scripture said, he said to himself, I have been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg for bread. Child of God, what are you anxious about? You are not seeing what God has done in you. you. Even if you don't, you are not there. You don't have any supposed position. Whatever you don't have, it's not the issue. You have more working for you by the grace of God. Through the light of Christ, begin to see the more that is working for you. For God opened the eyes of Elisha. He said, Lord, open the eyes of my servant. He said, for they that are with us are more than they that are against us. It's because your eyes cannot see. But when your light enters you, in the beginning, he said, God said, let there be light. You see, catch the prophetic message. When he's saying to you today, today he's not recreating the world. That message is still relevant today. When he says, let there be light, what he's telling you is that begin to open your eyes to see his greatness around you. Begin to open your eyes to appreciate his mercies around you. Begin to open your eyes to see how you have been picked like Jeremiah, out of the womb. You don't, 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 don't. You see, one of the things I do, I try to do when I come to worship place and I'm, I'm struggling, I, I, I cast my mind back. Me, I'm from far. This really knows my village. We are from far. My house is Atakwami house before. I've seen Atakwami house. You know, how many of us know Atakwami house? Uh-huh. The Togo Atakwami. That's where the name is coming from. They used to build for Ghanaians and they call it Atakwami house. They put a, a mud. And they cement it with cement. They plaster it with small cement. So when you are walking, you think it's a cemented house. But it's all mad house. My, I saw, I have seen my family's Atakwami house. I have seen block house. I have seen Abrosai. I have seen Bangalore. I have seen up to anywhere. So when I'm thanking God, I know where I'm coming from. When I, when I, I, can, I, can, I can relate to my roots from nursery, primary school, all the I can see myself. Every Sunday, I see myself walking from Kajano to Laboni at the age of seven. Every Sunday, I see myself walking from Odoko, Redentwe, to Kaneshi, to Accra Central at the age of eight. I see my, every Sunday, I see myself. You, see, you need to be able to capture yourself in your worst, worst moments as God has elevated you and continue to move you. When you see it that way, your eye, your, your, the eye of your spirit has to travel. That is why you can't watch it. See, God brought light so you and I can worship Him in His light. You can't worship God because you can't see as He sees. In thy light, we shall see light. When you see as God sees, God, you are looking at yourself, mobo, mobo, mobo. God says to, 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 to the, the man of God, Thou mighty, he says to Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. You don't say, oh, look at my family. You know how things are, and I don't know anybody, and we are the least of all, and we are abandoned. And God said, you are a mighty man of valor. You are a mighty woman of valor. And he said, oh, 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 who helped me? Nobody is there to help me. And the same thing happened to Jephthah. And the same thing is happening to people in the church today. So we make the enemy rejoice. When the light has come, the times of restitution of all things is at hand. The signal has come. Today, we are not seeing Jesus. He said in, in the book of Revelation 21 23, when he talks about the Father, he himself will be the light. That is the ultimate of the light. But whilst we haven't reached there yet, you are that light. She is that light. I ought to be that light. Because we are the city. We are the light of God. We are the people that bring the energy to the world. You are the one that brings the energy to the world. You are the one that God is going to look at and say, Ah, he saw that everything he had done was good. But many of us, our poster, the way we are, God can look, I don't know whether God can look at you and say you, that ah, this one is good. <laughs> I see it. In the book of Genesis, as many as six or seven times, God said, and the Lord saw that what he had done was good. Many times. Until verse 31 where he says, everything he had done was good. But look at me. Look at yourself. Can God look at you? The way you are seeing life. The way you are seeing God. And your call. And your relationship with God. 
can God honestly look at you, sister? And say that this light, because every one of us is that light. And God is looking at us and saying, this light I have made is good. Can God look at me? And the way you have posted your life and you have, you have, you have, you have looked at God and you are continuing to look at God. And he's saying, ah, I'm trying to get this, my daughter, this, my son, to catch this. So he or she can worship me, can appreciate what I've done. But he said, oh, no, no, not until the husband comes, not until the wife comes, not until that house comes. Me, I'm not seeing it. I want to, before I can see that God is really God and he has worked, all my shopping list has to be complete. When the husband comes to, he must behave himself. And when the wife comes, she must be prepared, she must be well behaved and do everything the way I want and be comfortable with me in all. Then I know that God is good. Oh Lord, have mercy. You know, God is really patient with us. God is really patient with us. When He created the light, He said it was good. When He created the heavens and the earth, He said it was good. Day and night, seasons, He said it was good. So, some of us, some of the seasons we are good, some of us, some of the seasons we don't. But God, when He created the seasons, He said every season, oh, we're good. So, why do we, why do we come under the weather? So they say. We have used nice English words to hide our true feelings about the things of God. In actual fact, it's a lack of appreciation of the things of God. Of the mercies of God. Of the grace of God. When we are moved by times and seasons. When our attitude towards worship, our attitude towards giving, our attitude towards service, towards God. Not only church coming, coming to church, but generally, it's the way we, 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 we revere and love the Lord is dependent on times and seasons. When in the scripture it says, God created the times and seasons, and in verse uh, 17, he said that it was good. In verse 21, when he created the birds and the sea, he said, it was good. When he created the beast and man, he said, it was good. Verse 25. Verse 31, he said, he created everything. He said, everything that he had done was good. So whether the rain comes, it is good. Whether the sun comes, it is good. Whether there's a lion in the bush, this is good. Or there is a carrying bed, a poodle in the house, it is good. Elephant, it is good. The ant, it is good. God brought light to show us that He's a God of progress. Says. That word there, in him was light, and the life, li- life was the de- li- light of men. That word there, the original word means development. Progress. Everybody who says, I have the light of God, begin to trust God. God does not design you and I to stagnate. It's not in our place to be stagnating spiritually, first and foremost. To be there and just be in church. I just want to be a bench, a pew warmer. I just want to be around. No. God's design is for you to be a fruitful vessel for Him. Amen. Not to be stagnant. Not to be stale. But to do something for Him. So if you've been in church one year, Two years. And every day people are chasing you. What are you doing for the Lord? Oh, oh, oh Deacon, I'm, Deacon, I'm coming. Oh, so forth. And now even when you see some of the people who ask you, you dodge them. Because you don't want them to, to, to talk about you. No. Don't worry. Every part of your life, God has designed light to come. To see progress. Even if it is, you seem to be at the same place. You say to yourself, you see, the, thing, the creation came by the spoken word. And he said, I was made in the image of God. So even if it looks like this, you've been at the same, your, your promotion, people are sitting on it, things are the same. You say to the Lord, the Lord, you said, in you is life. And this life is development. Or uh, light. Light of men, I mean you. My promotion does not come from the east nor from the west. It comes from you. I depend on you. You are not going to pay a bribe, pay a connection, lobby your way and fight and, and curse all those who are sitting on your promotion. No. 
Don't go and write any names and bend them and do all things. Say, Tofiakwa, this, 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 all these things that people do. And consult and conjure and wish evil. So you see that boss that you think is sitting, when they went to the management meeting, another Sabe manager came and told you, you know Sabe, some Lapor. Rapport, as which Ghanaians have called Lapor. <laughs> Rapport means the person who talks, speaks for people, but we will call it Lapor. <laughs> when Lapor manager came and told you that when we were in the meeting, you see, we are thinking about you occupying this position. But the way this other person spoke about your way you dress or the way you do this, it looks as if you, we can't give it to you. Ah, so I could have been there, but for her. Then from that day, you see the person, you see me and you. <laughs> it will be like Haas and Olympus. Or Kotoko and Haas. No. Your promotion does not come from him. In him is life. And the life is the development of men. God himself will promote you. Hallelujah. They can conjure. Look at Isaiah. He says it in chapter 8, verse 9 and 10. They can take counsel together. They can conjure together. They can plan together. It will not stand. Because the Lord, the God of Jacob, is with us. But because we don't see the light, that if I'm in the light, then my promotion is coming for him. Look at verse 9 and 10. The verse 9 brings it. Be shattered, all you peoples, and be broken in pieces. Give ear, all you from far countries. Get yourself, but be broken in pieces. Get yourselves. Take counsel together. Get yourself, but be broken in pieces. Take counsel together. It will come to nothing. Speak the word, but it will not stand, for God is with us. You see, the reason why when they speak the word, it will not work, because God has already spoken the word that let there be light about you. God said, let there be light. And that word, let there be light about me and about you, it means let there be promotion for you. Let there be development for you. You cannot, I cannot be stagnated. You cannot be stagnated. That is what it means. When God speaks to you, He says, brother, let there be light in your situation. It means God says, let there be clarity of the situation. You, you cannot be confused. You cannot be stagnated. You cannot be confused. And all the things we have said about the light, they apply to you. Hallelujah. And you can claim it for yourself and operate in them fully. And God is not going to be unhappy with you. Because God said, he is, God saw the light. And he said, it is what? Good. What did God say? He sees you as the light. And he says, it is good. You deserve that. It doesn't mean go and fight people and take it from them. Refer him to his word. Go to his word. Be faithful in what you have to do. And let him execute his word. Hallelujah. Beloved, this thing is heavy. I'm enjoying looking at the creation story all over again. Gone are the days we just look at the creation from the seven things, six days, in day one. That we don't need it for academics. We need it for spiritual enrichment. We need it for progress. Hallelujah. So, number one, the light comes to energize. Number two, the light gives you direction. Number three, the light helps you to appreciate God and His beauty. Number four, the light helps you to descend. I didn't talk about that earlier. Progress and then discernment. And then I'm done. Today, many of us are in Christ, but we are still deceived. A child of God who has the light of God in him should not and must not be deceived. When you go to police headquarters, you see almost all the cases about land that have been sold to wrong people is churches and Christians. How can we be deceived if we are the people who are the light? When they bring papers, when they bring things, when people come, sweet, nice, wrapping statements, we are deceived. You see churches fighting at the headquarters over land matter. Two churches, pastors are cursing each other over land. Because we are easily deceived. We are vulnerable. 
Lawyer, Meboa. You are a lawyer. You know it's true what I'm saying. If you talk about, if you look cases of people who have been deceived by land tricksters, you see that most of it is churches. Because we are not putting on the grace that we are the discerning type. Light makes you see. We, why are we stumbling when it comes to that? Why are people taking us on and chopping or using us and, and, and using our opportunities? You will see, in, in, if I were to ask in this church, how many have lost property because of it? You see how people raise their hand. It's more than altar call even. <laughs> we'll get more people coming forward than to receive Christ. To say that, oh, I bought land at this place, and somebody, so I had to give it up, and I bought this one. Why are we continually? Because we are not operating the light. If we operate, when we are operating the light, and the froster comes, the Holy Spirit will bear witness. That, no, don't. This one, No. But many times, oh, oh, I could see about it, and it was very nice. Oh, I said, oh, I said, the place is very nice. So if you go, oh, then we just hand over. Many of us, even to rent a house, you don't have money, your little money, agents are chopped off. You say, hmm, I don't call any. I wash cafe. Because we are not putting on the light. We are not putting, they are chopping, we are, they are mishandling our monies, that we, the little money God has given to, to preserve. Agent will come, we don't follow through, and they will give them the money, and they go and spend it. We can't find it. We call the number. The number you have called does not exist. <laughs> the number you have called, the moment you get the 10,000 or 15,000, the number you have called does not exist. Please try again. Then you know that. Asemaba. Aeka. That's what's happening. Because we lack discernment. But the light comes to give us discernment. And that discernment we have, God said, He saw it in us at the beginning of creation. He said, it was good. We are the people who have to oversee all the creations that relate to light. So we have the utmost light. But somehow, because we, according to the scriptures in Matthew 13, it says, whilst men slept, we slept, and the enemy came. Today, don't sleep again. Today, we are not going to sleep. We are going to ask the Holy Spirit, quicken me. I won't sleep again. Wherever I'm sleeping, if I'm sleeping spiritually, wake me up. If I'm sleeping mentally, wake me up. Financially, some of us are sleeping. Some of us are the Bill Gates sitting here, but we are sleeping. Because we can't see any opportunity. All we see is obu, 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 negative. We are afraid. We we, some of us are the people who are ready. God is trusting you to lay a foundation for the kingdom. So that king, when we are going for a crusade like this, we don't have to appeal to anybody. We just, people will just write check. So, so, and so. Um, 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 how much? Pastor, don't stop this appeal, appeal. And just write. How much is this crusade? Then the next one, somebody, some, you know, let me tell you, Church of Pentecost. I'm a very good friend to some of the leaders. When they are having pastor's conference, people fight to sponsor. People fight. Business, all the big, big business, I don't want to mention now the names. Huge, huge business. In town. They fight to sponsor. They go and tell, apostles, where are the media? Nobody goes to them. They come to the apostles and say, this one, this women's camp, it's for me. This camp, please don't, don't make any happy. Don't worry the members. And I'm not talking about 10,000, 20,000. No. 100,000. And over. When I was away shortly, a friend of mine, who we all went to secondary school, seven years, he was a member of LCCF. His church, one guy, I'm on the Bible study group that we had. Just, he's a businessman. He owns about 10 schools. said, Pastor, this church building, leave it for me. He bought his own contract, construction equipment, his workers. They built with everything. You know, America House, basement is inside. Oh. Tea room is inside. Oh. All the things are in He has built the church. I can show you the picture. With everything, everything wired, everything, hand over the keys, Pastor. That's it. It's not for me. It's for the church. It's called Chatfield Christian Fellowship in Denver, Colorado. 
people have the light. It's not that they don't see that oh, every day it's my money, it's my money. Even marriage. They are fighting their husbands, they are fighting their wives. This is my territory. You keep your, you, hey, 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 hey. Because there's no light. Because they have the revelation that the, the God is their source. They understand. I pray God will give us that light. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Talk to God, somebody. You're saying that, Lord, this light, I know I have it, but I've, I've covered it. I know I have it. I don't put it on. But I, I must manifest this light. Oh, Lord, help me to manifest this light. Help me to be the symbol, the emblem, the, 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 the type of this in every endeavor of life. I will not walk in darkness. I don't want to stumble any longer. I have stumbled enough. I have walked in fear enough. Because I have walked in darkness. But never again. Lord, let your light manifest in me. He says, he says repent therefore. Then restoration will come. Then the time of refreshing will come. Repentance leads to that. And we say, Lord, and believe the word of the Lord. And he says, let there be light. And, he says, and there was light. God is saying to you and to me, let there be light. Light of progress. Light of understanding. Oh Lord. Light of discernment. I will not be deceived any longer. Light of appreciation of the beauty of God. I will see the beauty of the Lord and give him glory. I will give him honor. I will not be, be overly influenced by all the negative things happening around me so that I'm obsessed and wanting to be like others. No. I am on, I'm honored. I, I feel honored and good about what God has done in my life. I praise Him for it. I give Him thanks for it. I give Him glory for it. I will not, I'll, I'll not compare. I will not contrast. I'll, I'll be happy. For the scripture says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. I appreciate what God is doing. And I'll give myself holy. What more can I give more than what he has given? If you have the light, giving yourself to the Lord in any area is not a struggle. It's not a struggle. We struggle with the Lord because we think we own everything. It's my time. It's my money. It's my, my leisure. It's my this. It's because we don't have light. But Lord, help me to receive full light. For in your light, we see light. Help everyone here today, O oh Lord, that we will not miss the visitation of the Spirit by your light. O oh Lord, recreate. Recreate, we pray. Anything that has turned to be dark, that has turned dim, O oh Lord, bring back the energy. Bring back the vibrance. Bring back, oh Lord, restore this light. For in your light, we shall see light. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.